soon as the lights went down and the curtains went up and you heard, oh, 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 I, I immediately turned to my mom and I grabbed my mom and I went, that's me, I can do that. Hello everyone and welcome to a new special episode of Don't At Me. We are so excited. Our first episode of 2021. I can't believe we made it. Um, it does get better. Just it does, it. yeah. It does yeah. get better starting with today because <laughs> we have probably like our number one guest here today with us, Miss Nikki Blonsky. We're so uh, excited for you guys to hear this interview. Um, but first, we just want to introduce ourselves. My name is Michael, as you know. I am Margaret Ann. I'm Bella. You know me. It's fine. <laughs> I'm joined by my usual panel, Harper, Devin, and Bella. So excited for you guys to hear this. So yeah, I just want to get right into it. So here's our interview with Nikki Blonsky. Our guest today had a huge 2020 starting a brand new podcast called Nikki Nights, but you will also know and love her like we do from the smash hit movie Hairspray. Please welcome to Don't At Me, Miss Nikki Blonsky. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. We are so excited to have you here. This is like one of our dream, like you're probably our dream guest. We are so happy to have you. No hate to the other guests, but you guys are so sweet. That's so incredibly kind. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Um, How are you doing today? How has like your new year been so far? Yeah, the holidays. You know, it's so weird. I know it's a new year, but like does it really feel like one at this point um but yeah it's been good I moved to LA at the beginning of December for a movie so I've been out here um so my holidays were a little bit different this year but they were still Mm. fun and I got to I had a very very small socially distant uh, dinner with just like couple of friends and it was really nice so LA is like crazy right now right like yeah 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 are you I'm out in LA like stay, Um, yes, that is the goal. Yeah, wow. that's nice. the goal. Yeah. And so, new movie role is that why I see some blonde hair at the top, or was that just like? A yeah. Fun? Oh, that's exactly why you see <laughs> all this. There's so much going on. This is. Uh, <laughs> This is this is the best it could get today. I mean, there are blonde bangs. Uh, you know from like the 80s yeah. involved and Ooh, yeah the 80s. wait so can you tell us anything about this movie or is it just yeah, is that top secret right now so it's it's pretty secret like just a, just you know the name of the movie and stuff like that uh it hasn't been released yet to the press like with the name or what you know but i will say that it is a movie that wow is it needed like it's about social injustice and mm-hmm. It's just now is just such a time. So I feel like the audiences will be really ready for a movie like this. And I'm excited to be a part of it. It's a totally different um, vibe and a different uh, experience from anything I've ever had in a movie. And I'm loving that. Wow. That's wow, awesome. That's awesome. That's like, yeah. I'm excited for that. Wow. And that's yeah. so cool that it's like the 80s, you know, because you did the you did the whole 60s vibe for Hairspray. So <laughs> well, now see, it's see. actually, it's in the 2000s. My character is, she, her hair, she's just, she's just a little stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. fine. That's right fine. now, I feel like tr- 70s hair is right now. So honestly, any throwback hair is like. Yeah. By I the think time the movie comes out, it could be It'll 80s be, hair. It in, could so. be 80s hair. It could, it could be You're the new Rachel the at that point. Yes, <laughs> the Rachel. <laughs> well, you know, as we were saying, we've actually like bought several cameos from you over the years. Oh, cameos. thank you. But, yeah, you did one like uh, for our musical at our school once. Michael got one just to say hello. Um, I just me- wanted, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me one when I got into my sorority. So it's like, oh, it's so fun for us. But um, I love that you're doing cameos. It's so fun. You know, honestly, what- it's, it's one of I have to say, when I get up in the morning and I see I have, you know, my little tell me how many requests I have, 
like it just makes my day just to know that I get to go and sing those songs just for a couple of seconds just to make somebody smile and I just did um right before Christmas I hit my 4,000th cameo so yeah so it's been wild and it's so cool because now they offer the live zoom thing and that's been really cool to do live zooms with fans and and hear them ask their questions and and hear what their favorite songs are so I I love cameo it's given me I think it's such a great way to connect with your fan base but also just you know connect as people and just share great messages especially connection at any time but then with the pandemic it's like that that connection is so much more special now you know not even being able to get like physical connection in our daily lives Mm -hmm. as much anymore so it's even more special I feel like you know um I know that a lot of my requests like people know that Hairspray is like their friend's favorite movie or like you know and they just want to get them something that's going to make them smile and you know I think I always say cameo is the one gift that you can't get sick from (laughs) like you you can't like you can't you know it's literally you click on a link and there I am um so (laughs) I, I think I think it's just a really fun way to interact with people and like you said especially during a time like this uh, and so you've done 4,000, is that what you said? I've done, I will tell you right now, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's every day I have, I have a few days a day. Um, I, yesterday I just did my 4,179. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Because, okay. With That's a lot of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm sure you get some like weird requests. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But, what's the funniest or weirdest? Yeah. Uh, you know, I ask, I get people to ask me to read them a lot. Like, oh, will you read me? Will you read my friend? And I'm like, I can't read you because I don't know you. (laughs) I have to know you. I have to know little things about you in order to, you know, read you. Um, Those are fun. But I've gotten to be a part of some really cool experiences lately. uh, Part of a couple of proposals, wedding proposals. Um, Yeah, so I definitely sang I Can Hear the Bells. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's been really, like, those are some of the sweetest ones. And and just the ones, I think one of my favorite ones this Christmas was um, this mom didn't want anything for Christmas from her kids. And she was like, I don't want anything, you guys. And um, they wrote into me and they said, she just does everything for us please just make it like as big and as special as you can. And I think I sang like almost every song from the soundtrack. <laughs> I, just, I was like, and at the end I was like, and now you go do something special for you. So yeah, any, anything for moms. Yeah. Moms, are moms, <laughs> oh my God. moms have a deep place in my heart. And they're always the ones to say, I don't want anything for they're Christmas. Always. It's like, that's not helpful because I'm going to get you something anyway. <laughs> That's why I didn't even ask mine this year what she wanted. For <laughs> yeah, I, I don't ask any. She'll drop hints. My mom's very good right. at dropping hints. She'll have like HSN on with like the boot that she wants and the size and everything. Like it's just like, you know, magically paused. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I got the hint, mom. Got the hint. I got it. Thank yeah. you. I screenshotted it. We're good to go. <laughs> Um, well, obviously, um, we can't talk to you without bringing up the smash hit that was Hairspray and a movie that totally really, I'm going to sound like really dramatic right now, but like kind of shaped like my high school and my love for theater for seeing that movie. We are all theater kids. So it's like for us. No, I'll never forget going to the theater with my mom and my best friend and seeing it. And it's like that movie, like it will just bring me back to the time, like literally when I was seven years old. It's just so special. Do you see what you're doing? I have tears in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I, it's honestly, I received a message this morning from this girl on TikTok and um, she was like, you followed me this can't be real life and I was like it's it's real life um and she just told me what like hairspray had meant to her and what Tracy had meant to her and my response to her was playing Tracy I said 
for me was the greatest blessing ever because as much as you all love her, mm-hmm. I love her because she's given me the ability mm-hmm. to be myself. Mm-hmm. And through playing Tracy, I found out who I really was right. and, you know, my purpose. And for a while after Hairspray, I thought my purpose was just Hairspray, but Tracy once again kind of showed me that it was way more yeah. and and so it's as much as she means to you guys she I mean like I'll talk to Ricky Lake and who played Tracy in the 88 mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. and I'll just be like he'll just be like don't you just love her don't you just love yeah. Tracy like we talk about her like she's in the room like yeah but it's it's just you know she's just one of those I always tell people if you can, once in your life, just try and find your inner Tracy because that is when you will find happiness, a, a taste of happiness. It's so awesome to hear that from you because I was watching the movie this morning for, I don't even know how many times I've seen it. And someone that so many different people connect to, and obviously you have such a great connection to the role, but you sort of had a very big reaction to the story and everything like early on went like before the movie because you auditioned for the Broadway show right I yes I had a history with Hairspray before you know the the movie Mm. I had seen I had a neighbor growing up Gloria um, who was very into the theater and every year for my birthday she would take me to a show to Broadway and um, for my 15th birthday it was there's this new musical out we're going to see. It's called Hairspray. And I said, okay. And I sat there and I remember Gloria was on my left and my mom was on my right. And it was so funny because Gloria, you know, was a a proper woman. And she used to tell me, darling, we don't speak in the theater. You know, and I'd be like, okay. So as soon as the, the light, as soon as the lights went down and the curtains went up and you heard, uh, uh, oh, I, I immediately turned to my mom and I grabbed my mom and I went, mom, mom, mom. She's like, Shh, you don't talk in the theater. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but it doesn't matter right now. I was like, that's me. I can do that. And I knew from the minute I heard Good Morning Baltimore, it was like, I, 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 it was something in me. I remember there was every week I would go to the train station on Long Island in Great Neck, my hometown, and I would pick up Backstage Magazine. And I would sit there and I'd circle the auditions and see, and there was a hairspray one in there. And I was like, oh, mama. And so, <laughs> so I time. went, <laughs> now is the time. I was, I was just 16, I was just 16. Um, and I went, I'll never forget to Bernie Tulsi, who's like the biggest casting director, musical theater casting director in the world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my first auditions at Tulsi. Oh my God. Like I was all nervous. And, um, I did three callbacks. They called me back three times. They said, we adore you. We think you're great, but you're just too young to play her right now. Mm. And I said, but I'm 16. She's 16. They said, right. But on stage, we can get somebody older. And and they said, don't worry, you know, okay, maybe come back in a couple of years. And I was like, oh, I'll see you very soon. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and so my method was every time that they put out, you know, a new audition, I was just going to go. So Mm -hmm. it happened to be my, so now a year had passed. It was my 17th birthday. And I was just so determined. And I went on the website, went on the Broadway show website, and I'm looking for the Broadway auditions. And at the top in massive lettering, it says, we're casting the movie. And I'm like, (laughs) oh. It's over. All right. (laughs) But then then I was like, wait a second. What age? Now here we go with the age again. I'm like, hold on, let's see. I'm scrolling down. It says ages 17 to 24, and it was my 17th birthday. I was like, oh my we're God. in the game. Oh, oh my God. That's it was crazy. just it was like literally gift wrapped for you. They put a bow on it and they're like, here you Happy go. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it very much, I, it was right before I was graduating from high school. It was my senior year. I was getting ready to go to Long Island University and study theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I just wanted to play Tracy more than anything. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, they said, don't send in any tapes. I sent in a tape. There was like six <laughs> months of open call auditions that I just, I kept going back. Uh, and then eventually we got to uh, a dance audition in Baltimore uh, as it was like getting down, narrowing down the girls. And uh, I had never danced a day in my life before that, that, that fateful day with Zach Woodley, <laughs> our choreographer. He, he honestly, the man is a miracle worker because he, I don't know how he taught me, but he's incredible. We, we had a, what a team. Um, on that entire movie and yeah then I had one final big 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 hairspray screen test here in LA on a sound stage and they brought me in and they they cut my hair and they gave me the whole Tracy do and the wardrobe (laughs) it was it I walked in looking like Nikki and I walked out and my mom just went Oh and it was like, I mean, I think it, it was, it was, it, it just felt there was something in the air. It just felt right. Mm-hmm. And I remember auditioning and doing that final callback and then getting on a plane and uh, coming home and then waiting, <laughs> waiting for the news. <laughs> and so like the day when you found, were you like, I mean, I've watched that video of you finding out like so many times when you're like in. <laughs> like cold stone creamery but um, <laughs> um did you was that day like were you surprised like tell me about like that moment in that day I was told so that day was the day before my senior prom I was working I was working a real shift that was a real shift that I was on at cold stone and I loved my job at cold stone I had the best bosses like we had so much fun and so they were like, you know, between my bosses and my teachers, they were the ones like letting me like cut shifts or cut classes to go audition. Like yeah. they were super supportive. <laughs> and, um, and so they had told me that they wanted to come to each of the four final girls hometowns to do like a behind the scenes footage for the mm-hmm. DVD. Um, and whoever got it, you know, they would use it. And that was a lie. Uh, they were just coming to me, but I didn't know that. Um, and so they came to Coldstone and they set up and there were cameras. I had no idea that I was making ice cream cones for like New Line Cinema executives. I had no idea. Oh my God. Um, and I was just doing my job and like showing them around the camera crew, like, oh, this is where I wash the dishes. <laughs> And, um, and then they said to me, would you watch some of the other people's screen tests? And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, we went out and that's when they opened up a laptop and Adam Shankman, our director popped on and he was like, hey, and he kind of looked sad. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh boy. And I was the only one who could hear cause it was like laptop volume. And all of my teachers were behind me, my brother, my family, my coworkers. I'm like, oh boy, please let this be something decent. And he was like, well, it's you, honey. You got the part. Go make yourself a big ice cream cone because you're <laughs> going to be playing Tracy Charmblad. And I just, that was it. I blacked out. Done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, at that point, I think I told one of my friends, Mark, that was with me. I said, you were talking to me, which he was, he was standing there in the store talking to me. I have no recollection of what he said. He's yeah. like, you were just like zoned out. I was like, I felt like I was across the street watching it happen to somebody else. It's so funny how I feel like that story is so perfectly Tracy, like what she would have done. You yeah. going back and trying and trying again. She's so motivated. And also, I don't get I don't get the age thing because I mean now we're at a point of Broadway where it's like we don't want to watch 35-year-olds play 16 year olds, <laughs> but like it's like we are you are the the whole like Tracy, the charm of her is she's young and she's innocent and a little bit naive, but so driven and motivated. And that's obviously like a no-brainer for like to give you that part it's just crazy that they took that long to do it but thank you I I appreciate that I still 
I, you know, I still am shocked to this day that I, I got it because it was such a, a dream. It was a dream. It was like, this is all I ever wanted. I literally was like, this is all I want. If, if I just want to play Tracy. And then it was like, whoa, hold on, wait a second. Like they actually, these people and, you know, these Hollywood people think that you actually could do this. And I think that for me, that's, that's when I realized I was like, oh, wow. I'm not just like playing Tracy. I'm an actress now and I'm, and I'm in a business and right. it's a whole other life and experience. And I mean, but if it wasn't for Tracy, I wouldn't be here, you know? And you for mentioned- you, as well as the movie, we needed it as a culture. We, like, everybody needed that movie. Now we have so many pieces of, you know, movies and television now where it's like we can have um, plus-size women as being star. We can have a story about, you know, lesbians, and it doesn't have to be a story about them coming out. It could just be like, we have these people as representation, and that's all we need. But we needed movies like Hairspray to get... Yes, absolutely. There are certain there are certain movies that definitely um, can act as like a cultural reset and like you know kind of let people know like this is this is where we're going. You know, mm-hmm. this is where we're headed. Like, jump on the train. And um, I think Hairspray was one of those movies because it had that those incredibly important messages, but we also did we shared them through song and dance and and we made them fun so it was like people were learning but they were singing with us at the same time walking into a movie like hairspray that was sort of i don't want to say like a built-in hit but with that type of cast and with that it was sort of already hyped up to be this big experience right it was there was yeah, there was definitely a lot of buzz about it. There was, um, I was 17. Yeah, they literally told me behind the ice cream counter after I got the job, they looked at me and they said, do you want to know who your best friend is? I'm like, yeah, they're like, Amanda Bynes. I'm like, oh my God. They're like, Queen Latifah's in it. I'm like, what? Like, oh God, this oh is God. all well, I'm like, this is all well, I'm like, scoop, literally scooping ice cream. Um, <laughs> I, I, wild. So I think... For me, those are the greatest experiences that I've taken away from it is the incredible souls and human beings that I've come across and worked with and gotten to know. You didn't even need to go to college after that. It was just like... You know, it's funny. I I have this conversation all the time with, uh, with my best friend. I was talking to her the other day and I said... And she went to, she went to college um, and I didn't. And she's like, I said to her, I said, Ames, sometimes I feel like, you know, I didn't go to college. Maybe she goes, but uh, excuse me, you traveled the world. Like she's, and she's like, that's an experience that college can't give you or money can't give you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I very much feel like, yeah, I was going to go to college, but I feel like everybody has their own journey. And if college yep. is for, for certain people, it's for certain people. For me, I, I just found that after I got into the business and got bitten by the acting bug, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, so if I were to go to college, I would probably study something totally different that I'm interested in, you know? Right, right. Now, speaking of great experience or maybe crazy experiences, I just have to ask you, (laughs) you recently said in another interview that Mr. Efron may have slipped some tongue when he first kissed you. And girl, just being, first of all, being your stan, huge stan and being a Zac Efron stan, I have to know. We need to hear it firsthand. I need to hear the firsthand from you. Oh my God. Well, first of all, I'll just say this, like, he is, he's such a big part of my heart. I like, honestly, like when I look back at, back at that time in our lives, like we were so young and we were, we experienced it together. All of us, Elijah Kelly, Mm -hmm. um, Brittany Snow, Amanda, we were all so young and we had these like cooler, um, I remember like James Marsden was like a cool mentor to us. Like he was a little bit older. But, oh gosh, I mean, I saw you go like this. I love that man too. <laughs> Please don't get me started. All right. Like, 
when everybody was like, oh, Zach. And I was like, yes, Zach is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. I was like, but James Marston. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, like, Don't at me. me. I was James like, Marston. that is a God. That is a God. Um, but he's also like one of the, uh, the, like the greatest kind of souls I've ever met. That's one of the things, you know, it's like, I've worked with a lot of incredibly beautiful gentlemen, but they've been just that gentleman. And, yeah. you know, it's so nice to see that after, you know, Hollywood went through that really rough time with the Me Too movement, but it's nice to know that there are still beautiful gentlemen like John Travolta and Christopher Walken and Zac Efron and James Marsden, you know? Yeah. So. That makes you, my heart so happy for Zach. Yeah. You mentioned like all these- yeah incredible people and I can't help but think that you know starting with this big role at such a young age sort of being like shot out at, at, a, at a cannon that they kind of served as like mentors to you would you say? Yeah I would definitely say um, you know and in different ways uh, too you know um, John John has always been such a constant support of like love and light and my life and He's, whether it's been for, you know, business and, and I needed advice or whether it be for personal, he really is like a third parent. And like, to, um, like, like, con like constant. to this day, to this day, like we, every, there's not a holiday that goes by where we don't, uh, we don't exchange cards and, and I just, every once in a while, I'll just send him a text, just reminding him that I love him and I'm obsessed with him. Um, <laughs> and but I think, yeah, he's just, he's just super special to me. And I think for me growing up, one of my greatest idols, like going back to now I'm really, well, here we go, I guess to the mid nineties, Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah. Queen Latifah in, in Living Single was my favorite show. Um, I loved her. I loved her rapping. I mean, I just looked up to her. I thought she was just, just the coolest person in the world. And she was changing the game, you know, at a young age mm -hmm. and, and creating and paving a way for herself. And so, I mean, that just inspired me so much growing up. So it's like, I, I, sometimes I sound, I feel like I sound completely delusional when I say half of the names that I, but I'm like, no, like, like no, they are real people. Yeah. Um, but the, I've gotten to know them for the, for the people that they are and, you know, behind the, the star and, and mm -hmm. the greatest thing is that they shine even brighter because they're just their hearts are just so incredibly pure and beautiful. I love that you say that. And also going back to the cast, I can't help but think about really like unfortunately Amanda Bynes and she went through something that was so tragic to see. And I have, was such a huge fan of her. I still am a huge fan. Was Wonderful. it kind of tough to watch her go through that in a public eye after playing best friends with her in a movie? I mean, what you guys saw on the set, like as Penny and Tracy was us in real life. Like we were constantly bouncing around Toronto, like having fun and, and on our days off. And we were the best of friends while we filmed that movie. We all were such a tight, tight unit. And it's hard any, when any of your friends go through anything and, and you want to just do whatever you can to let them know that, you know, you love them and you support them and you're there for them. And, um, you know, uh, all of my friends and, you know, are always in my thoughts and my prayers. And it's always, it's always incredibly tough to see people that you love with all of your heart. Um, you know, just not maybe not doing well, or I don't know. And I just, it, it makes you worry and you just, you just want the best for them at all times. So, yes. you know. Yeah. Same at a young age is just, it's gotta be just so well, hard. And I, I think you don't realize until, obviously it does, it happens to you, which it happens to a select few people really, so. 
I mean, I say, okay, I was 17 when I hit fame. So I had some teenage years under my belt where I was a teenager and whatever. But when you get famous at like nine or 10, you know, so that's got to be a whole other level of pressure. And, you know, it's something that I, I, you know, out of respect for um, Amanda and I's relationship, like I don't talk about it a ton because I just love her so much and I just right. I just want her to thrive and and be the badass businesswoman that I know she is because I will tell mm-hmm. you one thing I learned I learned so much from her like mm-hmm. as a businesswoman I mean she is a boss uh, I just speaking of like obviously fame at a young age even 17 you know you got a good few teenage years in but 17 still young you know to just be starring in a huge movie with all these people so after hairspray was over did you feel like you were like kicked into turbo mode kind of like oh my god I need to keep going and like I need to keep acting well like how was that like coming off of of hairspray so I kind of immediately was like I I gotta get into the next thing I want to keep going I want to keep going keep working you know work work feeds work. And, um, I felt it was really important to keep moving. And so I did, I went into, I actually, I went into an indie film first. I went from Hairspray, which was like a $75 million budget movie. And then I went and I did this small little indie film with Spencer Breslin and Cuba Gooding Jr. And we just had the best time ever. And so then after that, um, I worked for Lifetime and done some other, Fun stuff, Ugly Betty, Smashed. Those were, I mean, those sets. I was like, I'm back in my musical home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just to close out this little section about Hairspray, something that I've basically spent the last 13 years of my life wondering about is Hairspray 2. I don't know if you had like, cause it was called white lipstick, but then it ended, everyone was coming yeah. back, but then it ended up being canceled, right? Did you see a script? Could you tell us anything about it or was it? I, I can't, I have not seen any script call about white lipstick. Um, I don't, I've heard rumors of a hairspray too, but it's just, just what everybody else is hearing rumors. I have no mm. idea. I would, I'll tell you, I would be the first one on board. I'd be like, let's go round yeah. up the troops. We're going yeah. back. <laughs> There's still time was that one, too. One of those rumors. It was like a couple years after it came out, right? Mm. Yeah. There's always rumors. Always. <laughs> well, producers, if you're listening to this, we need a hairspray too. We still. need it. Do just this. us four. Just do it for us. <laughs> yeah, just do it for us. <laughs> Don't add us. Hairspray too is necessary. Um, but just moving on from hairspray, you had a really big, awesome year last year. First of all, um, in the middle of last year, you came out, which first of all, congratulations. Yes. Thank um, you. I was so, so happy to see that. Um, what was sort of the decision like to publicly come out and what led to it? Um, it had been something that I had, I told my team that I was kind of ready. I was like, uh, you know, I'm really ready to come out. Um, I... I don't know. It was just, I I was just ready. I had this feeling. I was just, I had this gut feeling. And when I have a gut feeling, I go with it. And so they knew that, that I was eventually gonna, they didn't know when or how, or they were like, do you want to, do you want to do it like with an article or, or, but me, I'm kind of like more off the cuff. And, and so I did it on, um, my friend Alec Amapo's Instagram live show. And then from there, I realized, oh, wow, that was Instagram live. Everybody definitely knows now. Um, and so then we went and we made a TikTok to Diana Ross's, I'm coming out. And uh, yes. yeah, I mean, well, couldn't have made it any more clear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, were you, you said you like, so the first time was on a live. So were you out like in your personal life before you came out publicly on TikTok? Yeah. So I had been out in my, in my personal life, um, family, friends, uh, you know, people that I worked with. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knew that I was out. Um, yeah. And so it was kind of like when I came out, they were like, Oh, okay. Like it, it wasn't, you know, 
they were like oh, okay yeah we yeah. were just waiting we were just waiting yeah. for her. yeah my favorite yeah. part of the whole thing is that you really did it on your own terms in the most Nikki Blonsky way possible and I I just like feel like just to like a lot of people definitely needed that and I I just think it's really awesome that you were able to announce it in such an awesome way well I mean I know that it you know coming out can be such a heavy 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 tough thing for some people some people don't have you know the love and support of family and friends or the understanding of other people in their life that maybe they need and I felt that I, I am blessed to have those people in my life that support me. And I was like, you know what? I want to make it a celebration. I want people to see that you, when you come out, like you literally, you can just celebrate and just breathe and do your thing. And I think, I think the dancing video, you know, and captured that. I mean, that's just me when I'm happy, I dance. And I'll tell you the night that I, that I came out to my manager um, and yeah, it was the same day that I, well, I came out to my manager the night before and then I did um, my friend's Instagram live. And after I did his Instagram live, I was so happy that it was raining outside and I went outside and I put on Fergie's London Bridge and I was just dancing in the rain. (laughs) And on TikTok of all places, I mean, I think, I have to say probably most of like the world fell down a TikTok hole during the pandemic because what else was there to do? Did you feel you fell victim to the TikTok hole? Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm down the TikTok hole several times a day. Um, <laughs> I live there. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I love it though. I've made a lot of great friends through it. Uh, very, very if you're people. on the right, if you see the right people and you're on the right like places of TikTok, it's so educational. It's wonderful. It's yeah. I think it's great. It's super educational, and it's and I mean, I personally like. I'm obsessed with you know cooking and baking and anything mm-hmm. of that sort. So I have that. I'm also on lesbian TikTok and that just serves my soul. So thank you. <laughs> uh, because I'm not, I'm not lying. I love a thirst trap. I will take one any day. Thanks I was about love. to say, what is lesbian Keep TikTok them coming. Like? Never, yeah. <laughs> thirst, trap. Thirst, tra- thirst traps. Thirst traps. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. I had to explain to my best friend. Um, she said to me the other day, she goes, what the thirst trap? I almost spit my drink out. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to tell her where the thirst trap yeah. is now. <laughs> Time like, to I want to like to talk to people in the real world. You're like, oh, you might not know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, TikTok, it's a trip. I love it. I mean, I've, I'm starting to try and figure out the transitions, you know, yeah. the... the <laughs> All this stuff in the, uh, please tap in the phone. I don't even know how to do it. I'm so bad at TikTok. I have so many followers and I'm like, what do I do with these? (laughs) What do I do with that? We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And continuing from that, Shondaland TV listed you as one of the top five women who made major life changes (laughs) and leveled up in 2020. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, like that threw me for a loop. I was blown away. Like I was, I've been honored before in my life, but like I bowed down to Shonda and when I heard that I was like there no there's no way like and then when I read the article I was just like I I, I'm still shocked and I still can't believe it like it's just it's so cool I just thank you thank you And like looking back at your 2020 and it says like you really made a big life change and leveled up who was Who's Nikki now compared to Nikki and Hairspray or Nikki in 2007? I think, I think back then Nikki was, we're, we still some similarities in there. Um, I was very much a people pleaser. I, I wanted to do everything in my heart to make every single person smile, mm-hmm. anything I could do. And I found myself as I was getting older, not 
not maybe having the experiences that I deserved or not having the happiness that, you know, I felt that I was giving and bringing a lot of joy, but maybe not getting it back in certain areas of my life. And so I, to, to be honest with you, I think for me, one of the greatest things that changed me and kind of woke me up was, was my last relationship with my ex-girlfriend and she well, you know, it wasn't, it, you know, it obviously ended, but um, she very much was, you know, pushed me to realize who, who was in here and um, that I don't have to people please everybody mm-hmm. and I don't have to just be Tracy Turnblad. That was the first time I think uh, in a relationship that I had been seen for Nikki. And I think that made the biggest difference in the world. And that's when I really started like this, really this past year and a half, just really owning who I am. And I always say like, you know, wherever she is, like I I thank her for, for lighting that match underneath me and reminding me who I am. I mean, wow. you are just, you are 120% so authentically you. I think it's one of the reasons, like, I, like, look up to you so much because you just truly are just happy and full of life and willing to enjoy yourself. You know, some people are afraid to enjoy life sometimes. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to dance and I'm going to have a good yeah. time. We should all well, dance more. Well, we should you all know. dance to Fergie in the rain. Yeah, exactly. A little London bridge goes a long way. But but I'll tell you, like I I said to my best friend the other day when she was like, how's your day going? I was like, it's going. And she was like, well, I said, hey, look, it's better than the alternative, right? I said, I'd rather be here than not be here. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I read a quote by Brittany Murphy, the late Brittany Murphy, who I love. And she said she, her, her happiness was a choice. She chose every morning to wake mm-hmm. up and be positive, be happy. And I very much am the same way. Like life is crazy and we're going to get thrown curveballs. But if we just try and find a little bit of, you know, glass is half full rather than empty just try and look a little on the brighter side just try and find the things that make life a little bit sweeter and I promise you'll have a little bit more of a smile on your face you know days will go easier it'll feel better 100% yeah definitely choosing to love life and make the best of life did that kind of lead into you starting your podcast a little bit yes Totally. Because I had always wanted to uh, have some type of talk show or I always, I've always, well, here's a secret. Uh, well, it's not, it's not so much a secret, but uh, when I was in school, elementary school, I used to rush home to watch my Corny Collins. My Corny <laughs> Collins was Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. I used to rush home for the Ricky Lake show. And oh yeah, I was, the biggest Ricky Stan you could ever imagine. The go Ricky, go Ricky, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, so I, and it's not that I wanted to copy her. I just thought that what she was doing was so amazing. She was mm-hmm. a woman who didn't look like everybody else, but she was doing her own thing and she was making her own waves. And um, as I got older, I just, you know, I just found out that I really love talking to people and I love finding out hearing their journey and their story. Like my journey is wild and people want to know about it, but I really want to know about other people, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that's why when the pandemic started, I was like, I need to give myself a schedule. I need to give myself something to do. And I started, my podcast started with, um, a dear friend of mine, Jonathan Lipnicki, was my first guest. And then after him was Ricky. And uh, yeah, now where I think, I think we're close to like, I think almost a hundred episodes or something mm-hmm. wild. That's crazy. I was, I was listening to it last night and I feel like I kind of, it's like my favorite part of it is it really just feels like two friends yeah. sitting and having a conversation. And that's why I wanted to sort of start this podcast because it's like, don't at me. I want to 
people to hear our opinions and hopefully they sort of are not afraid to speak their own mind and their own opinions when listening to us do it so confidently. I was just going to say, you can relate, like for me, and I'm sure like I talk to these three people all the time, but there's something different about when we do it in this setting, because it's just like, we are just like really just talking about things we wouldn't normally talk about. And we're just like bringing new ideas and like opinions and thoughts together. And we just like have great conversations. So in a way it's just so therapeutic. Absolutely. Oh, totally. And it makes, it makes you, for me, it's, you know, even when I open my show before my guests come on, I, you know, talk about things that maybe I wouldn't normally talk about, you know, how my days are going and like, you know, or like what I'm drinking, what's in my cup, you know, like (laughs) what I, what deal I got at the store this week. I mean, you know, little things, I think it's, it's incredibly important for people to know that we're all just human and we're all in the same rat race of life and we're all, you know, but we're all in it together. So I think it's important to to be as relatable as possible. So like, while we're talking about like these wild stories, like, you know, trips and all of this stuff, you know, no, I'm just drinking a Diet Coke. (laughs) Well, balance. Yeah, balance. balance balance is key um since we said before you are our dream guest and we're so happy to have you here who is your dream guest that you would like to have on nikki nights oh gosh (laughs) that is like uh, (laughs) uh, that is so hard i mean i feel like uh, wow (sighs) see anyone dead or alive really <laughs> oh geez, see now it's even harder. No. Oh, can yeah, I get one? Can I get can I get like one dead and one yeah. alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, dead Patsy Klein. Mm. Uh but but my grandma would have to be there too, and she's passed. So that so Nan's coming. It's fine. Yeah. Um and <laughs> then we're just add everybody to the guest list. Uh I would say, oh share. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's a great answer. I can't take it. Share, and I think um, I have a few dream like like it's like Share, Cindy Lauper, Patty Lapone. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, already. Well, I mean, I've gotten to interview one of my favorites, Sashana Bean, just to like oh, talk to her. Yeah, I was like, oh, our language, our theater language. It's just yeah. I was just like. You could say anything right now and it's going to be the greatest <laughs> thing in the world because 100%. you like just so the awesome. voice of a, of a heavenly angel and like one of the sweetest women I've ever met in my entire life. So like she, I mean, and there are some really fun guests coming up. I'm excited. Um, I know that we have some hairspray people in there yeah. and, uh, and uh, so I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah. What a great That's, plug. I know, I can't. I can't wait to hear your future episodes. Um, okay, just to close us out, we have like kind of a lot of, some of our guests on here are like younger in the industry and really just starting out. So, you know, Disney Plus, uh, Netflix, people really starting out. What would your advice be to them at the beginning of their career? Um, I would say at the beginning of your career, you know, audition for everything audition 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 if you can get in a room well now I'm I know it's incredibly difficult because you can't get in rooms um but what you can do is self-tape everybody's self-taping I'm self-taping all of my actor friends were all self-taping and Mm -hmm. you know get you know get that that scene study person whether who whoever that is for you um and have them run lines with you, practice. For me, I would take my script, my senior year of high school, I think it was junior year, junior year, we did Sweeney Todd and I played Mrs. Lovett. And I, when I tell you that thing, that script did not leave my hands. Mm-hmm. Like if I died, they would have had to pry it out of my cold dead hand. <laughs> so I think I just tell everybody to audition for everything, study, study, study. Um, but also enjoy the process, understand that it's going to be uh, a very 
difficult one. It's not an easy business. I know that I, I probably make it look fun and make it look like unicorns and yay, it's so much fun. (laughs) And while it is, I can tell you for, I've had for as many smiles, there've been some tears, but I will tell you that they're all worth it in the end. So keep going for every door that closes, one will open and there will be a role for you and just keep going. Always just keep going. Just keep going. Oh gosh, it's just um, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, this yeah, has been really like yeah. so amazing. I can't thank you enough for joining us. No, um, thank yeah. you guys. Thank you. Thank I, you so I much. love what you're doing. And I think it's so important, especially for, for theater kids, you know, to just get out there and talk and, and share experiences. And, and I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Nikki Blonsky. You can check out her podcast, Nikki Nights, on all streaming services and, of course, on social media. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Happy New Year. Okay. I think we're all that happened. Okay. Before, let's preface this. That happened a long time. Like, we recorded that at the beginning of the year. That's why, like, we kind of started being like, whoa, 2021. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all still kind of comprehending that that actually happened <laughs> so far. Like, yeah. um, imagine being us, honestly. I just have to say, like, <laughs> we know you're all jealous. We know how it all goes. Um, I just wanted to say thank you everyone for listening to this episode. We can't wait to bring you a ton of fun new content in 2021. Mm. Um, I also do just want to say, it would really help us out a lot if everyone made sure that they're subscribed to the podcast, yeah. I, except I think on Spotify, you follow us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, if you want, we would love it if you left a little rating and review. Send yeah. us a nice message. Just a little word. Tell us how pretty we are and how beautiful we sound. Except <laughs> if you're that one person that gave us a one-star review. We know who you are. If you do it again, we will at you. But um, we will, and we will. Another thing is that we're now on Alexa. So if you say, Alexa, play Don't At Me the podcast, we will come up. We're the first ones to come up. And we'll get a deal where we will, you know, have a little sponsorship with Alexa. And when you ask her to play us, you'll get a specialized greeting from us. Miss Alexa, if you're listening, (laughs) if Alexa herself is listening. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So do we want to go around, say our names, social media handles, final time? Sure. Me, Harper Ann, and it is at Harper Ann 3. I am Devin, and follow my Instagram at Devin Keen, please. I am Bella, always, and it's B Bella Sprague on everything, pretty much, so... And I'm Michael Major at Michael Major on Instagram, but the O in Majors is zero. Also, make sure to check out our Instagram at don'tatme.mp3. We also have an email now. It's don'tatme.mp3 at gmail.com if you want to send us an email with any questions, concerns. Just want to say hi. That's Just want to say hi. I mean, nothing that you can't put in the review section. Keep those <laughs> messages in there. But if it's really serious, you can bring it to our email. Just be nice to us. Just be nice we just want to be friends with everybody we're so be friends but i've been really criticized on tiktok and i can't do it again guys so tiktok don't add us actually you know what yeah follow us on tiktok we have don't add me tiktok and follow me on tiktok (laughs) follow us on tiktok you can find all that on our social media but um until then thank you so much again to nikki blonsky for joining us for this interview we seriously had the most amazing time but um yeah we'll see you guys next week but until then thank you for listening and don't at me